The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the First in Ten podcast right here on the Blogging the Boys podcast network. Your host, of course, Dave Starchio, and of course, Tony Catalina, my paisan himself, the second place loser in last week's roundtable. No offense to Tony. No, actually, you and me, me won. You won. Yeah, I won. I would say. yeah. You know what? I, I'm taking the win by itself. I don't care. Whatever. I'm not humble <laughs> at all. I, I, I've, I've felt a, a, enough stress today where I'm just going to pretend I won by myself. On uh, Aiden Davis also joins us tonight, fellas. Clearly, the Dallas Cowboys are 10 and 3, and that's yay, right? That's the good part. The bad part is how we got there. Um, me personally, I mean, before we dive into it, I just I, I can't put my finger on on why this team decides to this is a typical Dallas Cowboys play down to the opponent type thing. The only difference and the biggest difference, I guess you could say, is that we walked out of there with a win. Right. Like normally nine times out of 10, if this is like the Jason Garrett Cowboys and all this other stuff, like we could go into the press conferences and lose this game. And all of a sudden Dak's going to say, yeah, you know, we were feeling ourselves too much and we got tripped up and we lost, but we're better for it. Blah, blah, blah. But like this time they could say like, yeah, we were feeling ourselves and uh, we almost let that one get away, but we got to win. Tony, I'll start with you. Does this read to you that good teams find a way to win or we can't figure out the 2022 Dallas Cowboys and why the hell did it take us till minute 58 to even show up? Yeah, I think um, this is the type of Cowboys football that we've seen in the past, right? They they play down to opponents. They they make games more interesting than they should be. We actually talked about it on last week's first and ten. Um, this is the type of team that we thought we were getting over the hump with. Um, you you do take the positives and the fact that they're able to find a way to win a game. And I think there is massive value in seeing what Dak Prescott in this offense was able to do in that final drive. But like you said, the first 58 minutes of this game was totally head scratching. I mean, and, you know, somebody said this on Twitter. I don't know who it was. I want to give proper credit to it. But um, now the Minnesota Vikings game looks like the outlier. But these Packers, you know, these uh, Giants games, the things that are tight and contested where they have to turn it on and make something happen, that's more indicative of what this Cowboys team looks like in 2022. And you, like you said, you don't, and I've said it a few times, I don't apologize for victory. So being 10-3, and three, you take that for what it's worth. But there are some concerning things with this football team right now. Aiden, um, with this play of Dak Prescott today, now clearly press conference happens. 
He wants to have a few of them back. He gets hit on a couple of them. Um, they're just not at the opportune times where just let the Texans have short fields, take advantage, and just kept them in the game. But then when, you know, when it push, you know, it's crunch time, push comes to shove, four gets the ball in their center, and he pulls a <laughs> don't roast me for this one. He pulls a Baker Mayfield <laughs> and he goes down the field. <laughs> he goes down the field and he wins the game for the Cowboys. So what what uh what Dak are you more confident that is the the real Dak? Which real Dak Prescott will show up going forward? Man, that's tough because this has kind of been, I don't want to say this is a story of Dak Prescott's career, but it kind of almost feels like it is now. We're like on a week to week basis. There's very little consistency in his play. Like I listened, I obviously wasn't on the podcast last week, so I didn't get to share my thoughts. Dak didn't have a good game against the Colts either. It was the running game that won them that game, but paired with the 33 points, mostly by the defense in the fourth quarter. So this is now two games in a row. The Giants game was all right. So today it just seemed like Dak was flat out scared of the Texans defense. Like he was antsy in the pocket. He was quick to run out, run out of it. And so I was just, it was weird to see Dak that not confident at all against a one and eight team or what one 10 101 team and so i that worries me a little bit but when he's confident he's a top five quarterback he just needs to gain that confidence yeah i mean there was and i tweeted this out multiple times across the board today that Dak's body language on the sidelines was not your uppity like let's go gentlemen like let's go out there and score some points until the end where he did kind of do that you kind of saw that like after the texans put that that stop on you saw that Dak was kind of rallying the troops and you know did basically you- like well, what's up? Do you hear his quote to the huddle? He said, no. "Quote, don't blink." I think <laughs> I don't know what that means, but don't no. I mean, just like don't, watch this. Don't blink watch this. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I like that too. And again, for a quarterback like that, when it comes down to what matters in the NFL, I don't care what analytics tell you. I don't care what your stat line is. The biggest stat line for a quarterback is winning football games, and he did that today. And again. Definitely, definitely, definitely not the way we had drawn this up at all. Um, I think the Texans took clear advantage of a lot of um, good field positions based off these turnovers. You know, you had a Turpin fumble. Now, look, I got roasted last week when I said Turpin was a waste of a roster spot. Can you please find me a reason why Turpin's on this team? Is it is it because you guys are excited? Like, I'll just ask you both. Tony, like, are you... Are you in the headspace of saying, like, he'll break one eventually? Or are you one of these analytical guys that says, like, well, you know, he's getting us, like, uh, 4.4 more yards than anybody else. You know what I mean? Like, uh, wh- where does Turpin fall on your, like, favorite list here? Because he's falling off the face of the earth for me. The, th- the thing is, uh, it's 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 tough to make a, a difference, really, at the special team spot. You get few, if any, you know, opportunities to make some things happen. Um statistically he is one of the top tier as far as um you know return yards and punt and kickoff and stuff like that but yeah you know obviously for him to play a completely clean season i don't think it was realistic and you're right this this game today was the turning point was when he fumbled that football it seemed like the game completely switched when he did that but to say for his point you know what to use him for is i think he keeps tony pollard healthy right because it, that would be tony pollard on kick returns and it keeps cd lamb healthy because that'd be him on punt returns so there's value in the sense that he's able to hit Hit a big one. It hasn't happened yet, but like the the opportunity is there. The fear is there, and I, you know, I obviously we have to see it, and we can always talk about potential. But and but I think there is some value in having him on the team right now. 
Aiden, do you share that same sentiment as Tony? Yeah, I completely agree. I think that just in general, I don't think you should have valuable players returning punts. I, and I agree. I agree of, wholeheartedly. Yeah. So, I mean, your other option is to get, I don't, I don't know who would do it. Make Kelvin Joseph, like who else? It, yeah, it, that's the point. Like, it, I just don't know who else on this team can return. Like somebody that, quote unquote, wouldn't be a yeah, I mean, roster spot. So I'd like that extra spot on the team specifically for a returner. And as far as returners go, yes, the fumble is horrible. I still think Kevontae Turpin's a good returner. Yeah, I mean, look, if that's, I'll lean on the side of Tony where it says like, you know, hey, is, if we got him. You know, that means we don't have to have him and him. You know what I mean? Like, so in that regard, fine. But yeah, a very costly fumble. I don't know, man. This is a one o'clock slot. And I know they showed up a couple of times, but it feels like today they just, they weren't awake. It, it, things were just not clicking for the Cowboys early on. Uh, well, I mean, actually early on went right down the field and I was like, oh, we're going to coast. Like, this is going to be fun. It's going to be one of those kick your feet up things. But meanwhile, I aged like 47 years today. Like that was way too stressful. For me to handle, you know, I got my family around me and they're looking at me like, what it, is this the day that that Sturge is going to stroke out? Like, is this is it? Because like if we lost to the Texans, I don't know if I could even show my face on Twitter or social media. We would have been a laughing stock. And I know I know the, the, the narrative that's going to be pushed this week is that we struggled with the Texans. The Eagles rolled over the Giants and now the Eagles are the clear cut best team in the East. Wrap it up soon. Blah, blah, blah. But now, Tony. Now we'll get we'll kind of put a bow on this game in a couple minutes, but when you saw the rest of the NFC East play out, which again, Commanders on a bye, the Eagles take care of business with the Giants, and like us having any kind of hope that the Giants would deliver today was just embarrassing, just to even have that hope. But now next week, the, the Eagles are playing a Bears team in which, you know, I mean the Bears are the Bears are the Bears. They 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 keep games close. They're scoring points. Justin Fields is playing better, like. Do you think uh, your gut right now on December 11th, it's 12th as people listen to this, there's one more game before Christmas Eve. Is that game going to matter for the division? I, I think it's losing its steam, to be honest with you. I think we all on the record here that they had to lose either the Giants or the Bears, and we had to continue to keep winning. Um, this Jaguars game is going to be difficult for the Cowboys, right? And the Eagles, it, it, as much as you want to say this is a beatable football team, they're just not getting beat right now. So, uh it, you're right. It, the, the star, the shine of that game is kind of losing its luster a little bit here. And, um, you know, it's going to be important. It's going to be a test. It's going to be a measuring stick game. But you're right. It, if they don't lose and, you know, it may not be worth as much as we possibly think it is. I think I, somebody wrote it on Twitter in that same like rhetoric saying like, you know, um, it's not going to matter. Eagles aren't going to trip up. And I'm just like, it, it kind of does still matter. You want to know if you can beat these Eagles because you're going to see them again if that's the case. If everything goes to chalk, like you're going to see them in the second round in Philadelphia if, if things go well. Um, Patrick Walker, uh, you know, you know, one of my favorite writers for DallasCowboys.com said, you know, not for nothing, but the Vikings lost again today to the Lions. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, we have the same record as the Vikings. We hold that tiebreaker. So if we were to miraculously get this division, all of a sudden, like if for whatever reason, you know, we make it to the NFC title game and the Vikings are on their roll. We host that game. So like these are these are little nuggets you want to pay attention to uh, throughout the course of the next couple of weeks. But not getting too far of it back to this game today with the struggle against the Texans. Aiden, we saw the run defense again start to kind of rear its ugly head uh, as far as during the game. Clearly, we all know that Demarcus Lawrence stepped up for us in a very, very big way uh, at the end to stuff them. 
for four, you know, the on fourth down there, which again, uh, would you have kicked the field goal, Aiden, to go up six? As if I'm coaching a one ten and one team oh, exactly with the right. potential to beat a nine and three team, no, I'm going for it. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I was at with it. I was like, well, I, I first I'm like, you got to take the six. And, you know, my dad's sitting right next to me. He's like, what do they got to lose? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why not just try to go for the go, uh, go for the jugular there? Um, are you at all concerned? Now, look, as far as the injury front, you know, that kind of piled up on us um, today in specific. We lost we're, what we're assuming we lost Terrence Steele for the year. I mean, that's just what it seems like. MRI tomorrow. Well, as you're listening to this today to confirm what damage um, Stephen Jones didn't sound too happy. Um, we lose him. You lose Dorrance Armstrong on the final play of the game. He rolls his ankle, which is like cringeworthy stuff when you think about it. You're like, come on, man. Like, we couldn't get out of it. Low ankle sprain there. So that could be like he'll probably miss the Jaguar game and just kind of get back and get right for the big one. Um, I think Ferguson went out with a concussion. So we're going to have to see if he clears protocol before next week. Otherwise, our other three tight ends are going to step up. But are the injuries starting to pile up and starting to concern you a little bit, Aiden? Or are you okay with the death? Because even today, Trayvon Diggs goes out for a couple minutes. You know what I mean? Like, and we're already down Brown. Like, do you feel like Calvin Joseph had himself a day? Like, where do you stand on the injury front when it comes to being worried about this team? I'm significantly more worried than I was two weeks ago, where it seemed like this team was 100% healthy before, before that Anthony Brown injury. I mean, it was Jordan Lewis. And that was essentially the end of the list in terms of the Cowboys injuries. They're starting to pile up. What I'll say is I still think the Cowboys are dodging bullets a little bit. Like Trayvon Diggs came back in this game. That was a big injury. Jonathan Hankins, that's the injury that I'm most concerned. Like I'm right reading, now it's a I'm reading strain. strain. Yeah. So strain. That, could, that could last a couple of weeks. Hankins, he was starting to come into his own in terms of being the run stopper that we brought him in to be. And so it's just these little pieces here or there that like it's it's nobody big it's not a Dak. it's not a pollard it's not a cd so on and so forth but it's these small players that showed up at critical times for us like hankins with that run stop today where he literally just dragged damian <laughs> pierce by like with one hand that play got injured on it just plays like that where i want these guys in the lineup so i'm not losing it and i'm not freaking out but it's not great right no not at the opportune time Tony, just before I get into my next actual question, with these injuries piling up and with the luster being kind of taken away from that Christmas Eve game as far as positioning is concerned, are you in the mindset that's like, all right, we're, like right now we're, we're heading into the final, what, four weeks of the year, right? It's going to be 15, yeah, mm -hmm. four games of the year at least, 15, 16, 17, 18. Um, are you in the mind space of just like, all right, man, let's just let's just get right. You know what I mean? Like, let's just get healthy. Who cares? If we win the we could lose the rest of the games. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we're still going to wind up with more than likely the fifth seed. Are you are you kind of coasting in that regard or like are you just trying to because I mean, we're if we're getting banged up like this, it's almost as if like you need your full arsenal of players to be playing on all cylinders towards the backstretch. You know, I think um I personally think there's value in that, right? Let's see. Let's play it out here a couple weeks. Um, let's say whatever happens in the Eagles game, they don't lose or we lose to the Eagles, whatever the case may be. The the one seed, the division crown is unobtainable. Now, you know, based on the lead that you have in the other wild card games, you're not going to be caught for that fifth seed. Now you come down to the last two games where it's what Titans in Washington. Uh, by the time you get to that Washington game, the things could be solidified, right? What I would do 
And I think we had this debate a year ago saying like, you know, I would probably sit them, get some rest and see if I can help out my team that way. But you yourself and this team didn't think that was a good idea. And they went out there and steamrolled the Eagles when the game didn't really matter. So I could, you know, based on history repeating themselves, I could see them in a game that really doesn't matter. Go out there and just try to tune up on Washington a little bit. But like, again, we're projecting, you know, three, four weeks out. We're talking about after New Year's. So uh, it, it, we'll see how it plays out. But I, I think the Cowboys are going to play, even though maybe the right play would be to get healthy. Yeah, I agree. Now, a concern that I had today was obviously Dak throws for like, I think it came out to like 280 or something like that. But again, most of it on that last drive where you're just like, nice, you know, way to pad the stats, right? But again, ultimately great. Where was the wide receivers? Where, like, were the Texans that good at getting, like, like, stuffing our guys at the line of scrimmage? CeeDee Lamb, I felt like, was completely shut down. Gallup, it took until I think the third quarter before fourth quarter for him to even get a catch. Right. And then you got James Washington making his debut, which, by the way, shout out to his uh, entrance gear, by the way, a true cowboy <laughs> through and through. Um, but again, he doesn't do much. And then you just most of this stuff happened underneath to Schultz. Right. And Schultz with a couple of drops. Like, are you concerned that like as much as we we get on deck sometimes about some bad throws and throws he likes to have back? Are you concerned now? And I only say this because it's a thing are you back in on obj <laughs> because like i understand that he might not be able to play until january right and that's that seems to be when you and i and all of us agree that we just need to be right around january do we need a third receiver noah brown had himself a great day he leads the team right but you said it and i saw you going back and forth on twitter like he is a good three but obj would be a great three you know what i mean like where do you stand on the pass catchers of this team going forward? Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I've, you say you back on OBJ. I've never got off of it. I've wanted OG, OBJ this whole time. As long as he's able to be on the field and he can produce and help this team, I'm still on that boat. You know, they, they wanted Jerry Judy. They wanted Brandon Cooks. Whether, you know, people in this fan base or people that cover this team think that the wide receiver situation is settled or they think it's okay – the team doesn't necessarily believe that, right? Because now James Washington, as he gets more acclimated, is going to take some more reps from Noah Brown. And, and take nothing away. Noah Brown stepped up big and he made some plays today. But we need more consistent plays because they're going to be games, just like today, where C.D. Lamb isn't getting you know his touches and getting his looks. Michael Gallup is going to find days where he's not all in and or not – you know, he's just not producing the way he should, where it's going to be like, man, who is it? Dalton Schultz and then who else? So now you need that other option, somebody that's, you know, maybe not going to blow up every single week, but you need somebody that is explosive enough to carry the load if need be. Uh, I, I'm, I'm concerned about the, the fact that a team like the Texans can kind of take away and make you play, you know, you know, with your hand tied behind your back. But ultimately, this team is talented. This offense does have power to make plays, but you have to see it put together here completely moving forward. I will say this. And again, if you, you want to read into things, there was a certain player who retweeted something after the game. I don't know if you guys were aware of this. Trayvon Diggs retweeted a four-day-old bleacher report video of all those guys at that the dallas mavericks game so like it happened after the game so it's like what does he know something you know does he think that like okay let's see what we well you got something yeah me? well jerry i mean they asked jerry oh, and he's like yeah. yeah he they're like are you still in on obj and he's like i'm in on it with an exclamation point so jerry would like he's, even yeah. say, oh, go ahead Aaron, Aiden, go ahead i don't know if well, you he used the, the words he used the words with an exclamation point right 
So he's like, yeah, we're in on it with the explanation point, and that's where I'm going to leave it. So that's what he said. He's like, that's where I'm going to leave it. They're very much still in on him. This could happen. I know we're fatigued by it, but this team really thinks that he can help, and I agree. I mean, look, they're, they're, I just saw before Sunday Night Football, you know, previewing the Sunday Night Football game, that there's a 99% chance that the Cowboys are a playoff team, right? Like, it's not like a, it's not breaking news to anybody's stretch. But if that's the case, and the first round of the playoffs aren't until what, second week of January? You know what I mean? If that's indeed the window, again, I go back to the same thing that I was saying about OBJ previously. He might not be acclimated. He might not know the playbook, but he will draw attention and he will give CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup those looks and the coverages that we need, right? That that will change the team. And not to mention, like, if, if, if this is a two-year, three-year deal that he's seeking, right, then that means you get him acclimated and then you got him in camp next year. Is that, is that such a problem to have Beckham Jr. in camp next year? <laughs> I have an interesting take, too. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but we just saw Baker Mayfield land in LA on, on a Tuesday, go out there and win a football game on a Thursday playing quarterback with Sean McVay is like breaking down the play for him in the headset. You telling me that if it's third down and short, a goal line situation, OBJ, that can't go run a fade. I'm going to hit you in the back corner of the end zone. Like you, t- you 15, 20 plays with this guy running slants. Like he makes plays. It's not going to be that impossible. I think people are overblowing the, the, the difficulty of him stepping the in preparation. Right. Yeah. And if, like I said, you just said it, Baker Mayfield just rewrote the book on preparation. As far as how much prep time you need, you need a four hour flight <laughs> to Los <laughs> Angeles. Let's okay. That's, that's not comparable situations though, because how do you guys think James Washington looked today in his first game back from injury? James Washington is also not Odell Beckham by any stretch. They wouldn't even be asked to do the same things. I don't, I don't fall. Do you really think, wait, you think that Odell and James Washington are comparable? What do you guys know last, the last full season OBJ played his receiving yards per game? No, I don't care if he's two for two with two touchdowns. and 36, 36 receiving yards per game in the last season. He played sounds like Nolan Brown. Who was to boot to boot that? Hold on. Um, what team was his last full season for the Browns? Well, no, we're it's 20. I'm talking about 2021. So it's last year Brown slash Rams season. Okay. So now do me a favor, go find out the stats of everybody around him as well. You know what I'm saying? Like when he got to the Rams, Cooper cup, all of a sudden became impossible to stop. Why? Because there's okay, Cooper cup was impossible to stop. Starting it helps season, the right? cause. It helps the cause. I'm not lying when I say that. I'm not trying to boost the numbers, but it helps the cause. Look, it does. The only reason, once again, that we're bringing this up is because, like, I said it multiple times today. I was like, "This is." And, and going into the game, there was talk. Not talk. I mean, there's just it, it's stats don't lie. The Texans' corners are actually not terrible. You know what I mean? And Stingley's had himself a fantastic year. He, I don't think he played today though. Um, but if he did, I didn't see him. <laughs> uh, no, so he was out. So, um, the 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 Texans have a decent secondary, so I was like, okay, I understand. But if we have this offense that is supposed to be just clicking on all cylinders and firing and just you know doing our thing and, and imposing our will, we couldn't do that today. So that's the only reason why I bring up you know having an OBJ in the locker room again and again. Maybe we let that whole thing simmer down for a week. Everybody's now all like quote out on him because of his medicals and stuff. Maybe one more week removed. It's also a week you don't have to pay him. You know what I mean? Like, if so it was a week removed that you didn't have to pay. So, I don't know. Look, I'm not an insider by any stretch. I just know that today was another example 
of us not being able to stretch the field at all other than a underthrown ball to Noah Brown because Dak, which, by the way, when that ball was thrown, did you guys, either of you guys say, like, we just lost another calf by any chance? This is the same look, damn throw. He threw looked it. like the Patriots throw, yeah, yeah for the sure. Same damn throw. I was like, oh, my God, did he just blow his calf out again? Um, do you think Dak is right right now, Tony? Like, if you had, like, all, on the surface, do you think he's okay medically? I do. I, you know, if, if this is pertaining to, like, his interceptions and things of that nature. Just random, yeah, just random, like, ah, eh, you know, like, or is this, because yeah. I, I, what I'm doing is I'm searching for excuses as well, to why he's he's playing sometimes a little erratic, but like it's crazy for everybody to say, like, yo, let the man sling, he's gonna throw some interceptions. The same guy's like, yo, dial this playbook down, don't let him throw as much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's the same guy saying the same damn thing. Well, the thing is, like this team, and they tell you from the they've told us, you know, since July that this team is gonna be a run first offense. And we kind of scoffed at it be based on what we've seen over the last couple of years. But I think it's more so in uh, a testament to what they believe about this offensive line. Josh Ball went out there, bro, and oh. he was stealing money. You know bro, what I mean? Like my bro. man was it was and the best thing he did, Josh Ball, I want to thank him dearly for how he played on that drive because they said, All right, enough of this, put Jason Peters out there, and it became formidable at that point. So yeah, it's I, I think Dak Prescott's more than anything, I think his mentals are, are not great, right? Because the first game in Tampa Bay, Tyler Smith gets him hurt with a broken thumb. You know, we know the rest of that. And now you got Josh Ball over there. He's he's scared for his life. Even that first pass to get the final drive started, like people are in his face and he had to dump that down the shoulders over the middle. It like nothing has been clean about pass protection, you know, just with your eyes and analytically. So we know that the pass protection has been an issue. That's why we need Tyron back. We need to figure out what's going to happen at right tackle now but i think more so his body clock is a little bit off with the timing and that's just you know a little bit of him and a little bit of what's around him aiden do you believe that a guy a seasoned guy like jason peters can swing to right and stay there and start there i would hope so i mean that's it seems like that's kind of what we signed him to be like maybe i'm giving this front office too much credit but it seemed like we signed him realizing Oh no, if Josh Ball has to go in, we are royally screwed. And <laughs> we saw that today. And so I would hope that they talk to him like, hey, if Steele goes down, can you play right? Like we saw t- he's a he's better than Josh Ball. And so he will get that right tackle position. It might not look as clean, but he's gonna play it. I'm gonna be interested to see what happens once Ty- Tyron Smith comes back. I would assume he shifts into left tackle. Smith still goes to left guard and then Peter still stays at right tackle. I don't know. You you have some the, movement to do there. I'm with the that. Steel, Go ahead. The steel injury changes everything. Yeah. You, you know really, what I mean? Yeah. If we're all st- concerned about the left side. Right. Right. But like that, you know, if steel is out there, then Jason Peters is, you know, we use him when we need him. We talked about it on the round table. Steel's hurt now. Now it's like, okay, buddy, you're going to have to, get, you know, work some right side stuff now. You're going to have to be the right tackle because we saw what Josh Ball looks like. And everybody else knows it too, if we know it. So that's a legitimate problem moving forward. Now, the, go ahead, Aiden. I was just going to say the question is, is in order to keep some type of continuity, do you put Peters at left guard and try Tyler Smith at right tackle? Or I do think you, that, you don't want to put a rookie in that. I, I think now. they're over the the Peters at guard experiment. We haven't seen it in a few All weeks right. now. So, but also to that point, um, if many people that we respect, Big Duke, Duke Manyweather, who works with these offensive linemen, said that 
just based on muscle memory and the things that he's done his whole career. Jason Peters at right tackle was not an ideal situation, which is totally fine because we're now in a non-ideal situation. So he's going to have to be there and having Josh Ball out there in the first round, second round of the playoffs is a, a scary sight. Now, if this is season ending, do you believe that four weeks of continuity is enough to kind of get you into the playoffs and, and get right? You know, with, with the pairing of Tyron Smith being back, Tyler Smith being the left guard, obviously Biotis Martin, and then obviously uh, Jason Peters on the right side. Tony, two future, uh, you know, two future Hall of Fame tackles. I think we're going to be okay. I think Tyron Smith is comfortable in his left tackle spot. He's healthy. Everybody says he looks good right now, so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in Jacksonville. Jason Peters, that's definitely going to be a little bit more work in progress, but he's just a, a gamer. He's just a you know a gritty guy. I think he'll be able to figure it out. Aiden, before we get off this game completely. Kellen Moore, one more time with this play calling. Did you buy into today's game plan at all? Because I, I personally felt like they abandoned the run way too quick once again. I don't I don't know if I'd say I think they abandoned the run too quick because it didn't seem to be working. But to that point, to that to your credit, they were running it at really weird times where it was like second and ten. And I was like, why do why are you deciding to it's like second 10 halfway through the third quarter you're down by six points why are you running it on second and 10 now and that loses three points and now you put Dak in a real bad situation so it was just an all-around weirdly called game you took shots on first down when i don't re really think you needed to take shots i am with you i think we could have ran it more but it was just like all around the passes and the runs i it felt like they ran I, I feel like they ran that boot like three times in a row <laughs> yeah, you know I, two, I, I distinctly remember two straight plays of that boot. I was like, like, you can't run like, it twice. What yeah. What's funny is there was we say they, they didn't run enough. There was a drive where they got stuffed out at the fourth at the goal line where they ran 10 straight runs. They didn't <laughs> but, there was an entire drive of 10 straight runs. No passes. Well, what I'm saying is and yes, 100 percent. But what I'm saying is in the beginning of this game, I felt like they were trying to do too much when they didn't have to, you know yep. what I mean? Like you don't, you don't have to dial it up against a Texans team. You just play your game, do the things you've been doing all year round for this. Now, you know, you, you got 37 points a game since Dak's come back. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's insane offense. And then you get into a situation like this where you're like, well, what the hell's going on? You know what I mean? Like it's the Texans. But again, look, end of the day, a win is a win. You take this, you don't apologize. You get back into the locker room. Um, Mike McCarthy did say after the game, I, I did watch a brief video of him in the locker room with the fellas, and he said this kind of win will pay dividends more than the win that they had last week when they put 53 up. Like this kind of grittiness, this kind of, you know, keep your head in it, despite the fact, I mean, look how many things went wrong for the Cowboys today. And to come out of there with a win against a professional team, I don't care what their record is, you know, you have to grind, and they got it done today. So, Moving on, Jacksonville. Obviously, this entire week with Blogging the Boys, the podcast network, they're going to cover the Jaguars. We'll get you started here on a Monday. Trevor Lawrence, all of a sudden, I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Evan Ingram just scored another touchdown. You know, all of a sudden, they got a tight end over there. The guy couldn't catch one ball for, for the New York Giants, and all of a sudden, he's a star. Um, the things that worry you right off the bat, Tony, about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, this game is in Jacksonville. Cowboys are going on the road. It is a fortunate situation when you get to go to Florida in December, and it's not like a, a Buffalo or a Green Bay, right? So that in that regard, it's cool. But the travel, the road team, the you know, not for nothing. And, and I'll be 
brought like bluntly as honest as I possibly could be. This game's going to have 50% Cowboy fans. This, this It's Florida. It's the same thing as the Yankees. You know what I mean? Yankees, the people that retire, they go down to Florida. They, so all the Jersey Cowboy fans that retired, they're down in Florida. So I feel like this is going to be a decent, crowded game for the Cowboys. What's the first thing that pops into your head when you're when you're looking at this team on paper? Well, first off, it's a, a team that's you know coming into them, their own, right? I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are playing some good football. I think Trevor Lawrence is really kind of developing into the guy that you know, they drafted and hoped he would be um, right off the bat. He's got arm talent. He's an athlete. They have some guys around him like Travis Etienne. You know, he, he the guys, they get guys that can make plays. Like you said, Evan Ingram, there's some talent there. Um, the defense, they, they play tough. I think um, Doug Peterson has the team prepared. They're, they're doing good things. So, yes, I still do absolutely believe. And as we sit here, I believe the Cowboys are six point favorite going into this game. Um, the, the Cowboys are head and shoulders are a better football team. You know, I think they're, this is the game they should win, but yeah, I think we learned this week. We, <laughs> there is no such thing as gimmies in this league, especially with this team. <laughs> what, what part of today did Las Vegas go into this and say, you know what? These guys are a touchdown better than the Jaguars in Jacksonville. Like why, what, what, what are we doing here? Aiden, do you feel like, are you like, did, the Texans just did the Jordan shrug and said we took that personally, right? And they almost gave us a run for their money and won the game. Now you got the Cowboys six point favorites on the road. Do you agree with this? I mean, you can't base it off of one week of football. I'm in Texas, so but, legally, Tony just said it's been Tony just said it's been a couple <laughs> couple weeks for the Cowboys are just not right. Besides the yeah, Colts, I mean, yeah, but look at the. You cover the spread easily against the Colts, which I will take my victory lap. Two weeks ago, I said they were going to beat the Colts by 22. I was wrong. They beat them by, what, 33? <laughs> but, I mean, the, the, it's still the Cowboys. I'm fine with the spread. It's six points. What, what would you put it at? Because six points is about what I'd say. The Cowboys on the road against a semi-decent, I okay. I, am I, I wrong for this? Uh, if you're, am I wrong for this? If you're at home, you automatically, it's a three point swing, right? So they really think it's a nine point spread. Right. So right there, it, it basically when all else fails, right? You're looking at the Dallas Cowboys are home. They'd probably be 10 point favorites over the mm. Jacksonville Jaguars who just ran Tennessee out of town. You know what I mean? So it's just like, what are we doing here? And now we're, we're on the road. And again, I, I think it's an ideal situation. It could be sunny Florida. It's probably going to rain or some shit, right? But like, but like <laughs> when I'm looking at Florida over as a whole, you would think it'd be nice. It's December. Um, but I don't, I mean, I don't know, man. I just, after watching okay. what I watched today, it's like it, for me to, for, I, listen, I don't bet the Cowboys. I have enough stress in my life with this team. I've never bet on this team in the history of mankind. There was one time I felt like a real degenerate and I put like $50 on the giants at a giants game where I was like, well, if, if I'm bombed and I leave this game and we lose, at least I want some money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was just one of those, <laughs> but outside of that, I don't do it. <laughs> do y'all know what the Jaguars did in week 12? Week, the week 12. Sorry, week 13, the week before. We, the, last week. They, they won, didn't they? No, they lost 14 to 40 to the Detroit Lions. All right, first, so of, like, all, <laughs> first of all, first of all, don't ever, 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 this is a, a bugaboo of mine, never say the losing score first. <laughs> but I'm talking, I, I always say the score is in the team I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Jags. So. Oh, it's a sacrilege it, man move right there. Don't do it again. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's like talking to your. Uh, I can't even do it. I'm gonna get in trouble. I'm just gonna stop and say, "Don't do it again." Uh, but yes, they get. They did get run out of town by the Detroit Lions. I'm well aware, and the Cowboys are definitely equipped to do it. And if if anything, you would think that the Cowboys take this game and they they. I'm not even gonna say throw the tape out because this is there's a lot to learn here. 
Um, but Tony, what kind of memory do you have to have? How much can you take away from this game? Like wh- what exactly do you have to do to prepare for a Jaguars team? Which again, Doug Peterson's the coach down there. They're playing better. All of a sudden, you know, it's it's not as we're going to go in Jacksonville, beat the crap out of them. Like it just doesn't feel that way right now. I genuinely mean this when I say I think that this is a much better situation than another blowout, right? Because now I, I think we would both agree, maybe not, that Jacksonville is a better football team than Indy. They're a better football team than, you know, the, the couple of teams that we've been playing before. But if you go out there and you beat the snots out of, you know, Houston and then you go into Jacksonville and and maybe that's the game that they kind of, you know, oh, we're, we're, we're feeling ourselves a little bit. This game doesn't allow them to do that. I think this game is like the Green Bay Packers game, except with the victory at the end where you kind of wake up, you're like, damn, like maybe we're not the shit like we think we are maybe we got to put this together and i know mike mccarthy and i know that staff and dan quinn they're not gonna they're not gonna let these guys chill they're not gonna let them relax so i think coming off of a game like this it's only gonna benefit them in this uh next upcoming game here aiden before we get out of here and pick who we think might win this game any bit of a trap feeling knowing that the following week is the eagle game i think it's less of a trap game now that what happened today i mean the cowboys barely escaped one to houston so if they drop one to jacksonville i don't think like i think people now have their eyes on back to jacksonville instead of just to philly with that with that being said aiden they win i think they win and i think they win by seven to ten points Okay, so comfortable. I can't even say that's comfortable. That's gonna be. I, I'm not saying, I don't. I, I don't think it's gonna be a heart attack. I, yeah. I might not make it through this year. I really don't think I'm gonna make it through this year. Every year, I think is my final year. This might be my final year. Hey, Tony, did I get this job done? I think they get a win, and I don't think I don't believe in the trap aspect of it because if they lose the Jacksonville game, it kind of diminishes what that Eagles game means, right? So they have to go and take care of business if they even want to get to the Philly game. So I say they win double digits. I say anywhere from ten to fourteen point win. <sighs> go ahead, go ahead, Aiden. No, no, you make your prediction. I, I, I I'm just gonna say, like, I don't know. This one might come down to Money Maher. I, that's how I feel right now. That's how I feel right now. Like, again, maybe tomorrow I'll watch the film. I'll, you know, dissect what happened here, there, and the other, and I'll maybe say, like, oh, you know what? That that's not Dak's fault, or that's not a bad throw, and uh, this guy jumped, like, stopped his route, or whatever the case may be. Um, but right now, I don't feel the most confident in the world, and the Jaguars are playing now with a little bit of an upbeat where, you know, um, Sunshine, uh, Sunshine, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Lauren, Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. is playing a little bit better football, and he's playing the football that they want. And if he has to answer the call, what better way to beat a 10-3 and Dallas Cowboy team to really solidify what he's got going on? If the Cowboys can go out there, establish the run, you know, insert their dominance on defense. I'm not sure about their offensive line as far as the the Jaguars are concerned as far as protecting Trevor Lawrence. I do know they have some playmakers on the outside. You know, all of a sudden, Evan Ingram's a thing. You know, so, like, you just got to be weary of that. And I think the Cowboys do walk out of here with a win. I just don't want them to limp out of here with a win again. I don't want the injuries to pile up. I want them to, like, get right. And if they have to get out of this with an ugly 16-13 win or something, I don't care how they do it. Just get to 11 and make the Eagle game meaningful in regards to, I don't even care anymore about this 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 uh, this idea that the Eagles could trip up. If it happens, great. If it doesn't, great. I don't care. When we get to Christmas Eve, we're going to have to show the world and show ourselves that we can run with this Eagle team with Dak Prescott as our quarterback. Whether the game's in Philly or Dallas, that doesn't matter. It's never mattered with Dallas. They've been road warriors before. They can do it again. 
that's where I want to get to. But I want to get there unscathed in Jacksonville. So get the win, get healthy, or, you know, anybody who's banged up for a week and might miss this one, just kind of sit back, relax, let the death play its role, and hopefully the Dallas Cowboys get out of this win. Go ahead, Aiden. You can flip the script. Is The Eagles just blew out the Giants' very impressive win. They're facing a second-year quarterback who's starting to feel himself a little bit. Could the Eagles be in for a trap game? Or are we not? Uh, sure. I mean, I th- listen, I've been <laughs> I'm trying to say this all year. Like, the Eagles could be had, and then they play another dull crap team. You know what I mean? And they just beat the brakes off them, and I'm like, ugh. You know, I guess they can't be had this week. But, like, again, they spotted these same Jaguars 14 points, if you remember. You know, they, they they struggled against the Lions. They struggled against the Colts. They struggled against these teams. But they're playing great football, and Jalen Hurts right now is going to moonwalk his way into MVP. That's what I think. If they continue to play the way they're playing, that's the way I see it playing out. Can the Cowboys put a halt to that? I think so. So let's get there first. So with that being said, this has been another episode of the Blogging the Boys. The Blogging the Boys. It's on the Blogging the Boys podcast network, but this is the first in 10 podcast. Um, not sure about Aiden's availability, but I'm going to try to make myself available for another roundtable this week. I know Tony's like a staple over there. So I'm going to try to get back on there tonight, uh, this week, and, uh, you know, stir the pot a little bit. So. For Dave Sergio, Aiden Davis, Tony Catalina, this has been another episode of the First and Ten Podcast. We will see you guys next week, hopefully, with the Cowboys at 11-3 and and looking at possibly a NFC East divisional showdown on Christmas Eve. We'll talk to you guys then.